Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And with us, we have special guest co-host, another Jeremy. For the love of God, you guys keep on duplicating. <laughs> he is another great friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. One of the co-owners and co-founders of uh, this worldwide clothing brand called Sullen. Uh, Jeremy Hanna, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you, Dave. Jeremy, it's a pleasure meeting you. Big fan, been a fan for years. My number one favorite show when I was a kid. And I'm thank you. excited to sit with you guys. You, Thank you, you'd, be, you'd be you'd be the only fan, really. I mean, nobody really. Oh, cares shut about up! This guy. I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> 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 I'm hating. I'm hating. What can I, I say? I appreciate it, man. We had such a great time. It was such a great time in my life, too. I can only imagine. No, I mean, definitely, I'll definitely have you guys uh, trade stories soon enough. But as as we have been, uh, as we've been, um, you know, doing traditionally on the Navarro Miller Report, we've actually been showing some TikTok videos and uh, just having people kind of take a look at them. No one's seen them yet. I want to get your guys' reaction. Now, this this first one. This is what makes me happy that we're not FCC regulated for this reason. I mean, this is this is a Freud, maybe it might have been a Freudian slip. I don't know, but just go ahead and take a look. You can see that uh, big dip, uh, big dip, that's a U shape here. That's that area of low pressure that's going to be moving in. So we've got. Now, okay. now I'm I'm wondering. I mean, when she said that. Did, what was she looking at exactly when she was pointing that out? <laughs> I certainly couldn't. What were you saying? Oh, total Freudian slip for sure. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't see quite what she was looking at. But uh, the best part of that video to me is the production manager <laughs> laughing his butt off in the background. He just like looked back like, really? Did you, I mean, you, did, did hear... you hear what I hear? You can hear the muffled laughter just of a producer dying in the background. That's hysterical to me. Oh, my God. These guys are terrible. Well, the next video that I'm going to show right now is for anybody that's in a relationship. Gentlemen, you're both in uh, committed relationships. So this one should be should a very be interesting one. Uh, this one, um, this one, I would recommend possibly almost anybody to try at home with their spouse. Check it out. Yo, what I gotta do to show these girls that I own them? Some call me Nikki, I'm some Nikki Gallman. Caesar, please, I'm in a visa. Just happy to not eat my own. That was on the mark. <laughs> what did I see? Well, I, I mean, it was it was kind of it happened pretty fast, but the guy did it in slow motion where he threw a balloon up in the air and he used a little arrow and popped it right above his wife and it just splattered what was inside on his wife while she was Looked on the like couch. shaving cream something i mean that right there i just i personally that's relationship goals for me right there but this is another relationship goals well for many women who might be annoyed by their husbands so check this one out 
no, 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 She hid that very well, trying to kill her husband the way she did. <laughs> okay, that one was pretty good, I have to say, and probably in my future. But... <laughs> no, nah, it was it was too much. It was too much. But anyways, that's a little fun in games that we like to no, do here. Are at you the kidding? That, that middle one, you, you know Joni. You know the love of my life. I'd be dead. If she's asleep, resting totally out and she's just relaxed and asleep and and i pop a balloon with shaving cream i you know her you know the results of that you're dead that would not go that would not go well for me at you're all. a dead man Ditto. I, <laughs> I i i fear for your both your lives blink blink yeah. twice if you're in trouble <laughs> yeah. my wife has a temper <laughs> Well, I guess you both, you Jeremy's, love women with with uh, with with a little tempers. Fire. Yeah, with a little, a little fire. firing. Yes. So, but anyways, yeah, that's just a little fun that we like to have, um, you know, on on this show. Uh, but moving on to uh, our top story right now is actually uh, no laughing matter as as we've heard the news throughout uh, what's going on right now with uh, with the tra- the tragedy at the Travis Scott concert that left eight people dead. Uh, over Stampede. Now, what people are saying, well, what what authorities are saying, and they've actually confirmed this, that this whole this whole issue began when somebody was walking around with a syringe and injecting people with drugs. Now, when and and the reason why authorities are saying that this is actually true is because one of the one of the securities that were there, they felt something poke into them as at, during the concert. Now, I want to pause real quick here, just half a second. That is why they believe that that is the case. We do not have medical confirmation from any of these participants yet that there was drugs involved in the people. There's no medical confirmation of that yet. True. So and let's just make that clear. Didn't the security guard pass out or something like there that? There was one security guard who had to be provided Narcan because right. they believe he was pricked with something that could have been a needle. So that leads them to believe, which is a reasonable assumption, that, you know, someone was either using or sticking people with needles. But that has not been confirmed by any of the people that went to the doctors. They have not been able to confirm any, you know, medical diagnosis of being drugged or anything yet. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, and when I say that they had confirmed that there was somebody poking with needle, I didn't, I, I'm sorry if I, I misspoke, it wasn't with, like, I, they don't I just know if it was didn't want people around. to take yeah. it wrong. Yeah, no, and and so, but the, the real issue here right now is that now Coachella is considering canceling Travis Scott out of uh, the Coachella Music Festival that's, you know, that's set to come out next year, simply, not only for just this issue, but Travis has been linked with other issues at his past concerts where he, at one point he actually told the crowd to break through the barricade of the security and come up on and join him on stage. So this isn't the first time. And he's actually even been, uh, a, from what I understand, I don't know if he's been convicted or if he's been uh, charged with a, uh, with, um, with causing a disturbance, a, a, a public disturbance, something like that. And uh, so this isn't the first time. And the, the other issue here is that when all this was happening, 
Travis continued his concert like it there was n- like you know there was nothing going on. Uh, I don't know if he knew that something was going on. I don't know if he cared that something was going on. But the point is, he continued, and eight people are now dead. So this right here is something. I mean, that's insane. I mean, uh, Jeremy Hanna. You know, I know that you guys do concerts every so often. I mean, not, not solemn per se, but you guys sponsor a few concerts here and there. I mean, like, has this, has anything, has anything, maybe not this tragic, but has anything like this ever happened at any of your concerts? No, no, nothing like this. You know, um, when I first heard about the story, my 16-year-old daughter came out and was talking about it yesterday. And um, at first, I thought this has been happening since the history of time you can't blame the performer i mean you talk beatles elvis you know like i mean one of her favorite bands is is limp biscuit right now surprisingly and i mean they started the the riots at, what was it uh um what's the big one in new york that happened in the 60s or 70s uh, oh, oh the woodstock re- reboot they woodstock, did yeah. right you know um but now today i'm hearing more things which has got me changing my mind i heard that i heard that people were yelling stop the show stop the show mm-hmm. and he actually said who's telling me to stop the show i'm not going to stop the show or something like that and that's when i'm like well if the people are talking at first at first i was thinking security's the the problem the people themselves like if people are screaming stop like because you guys know the feeling when you're when you get pushed forward, I saw some guy saying, I couldn't breathe for two hours. I had to push a friend away just to t- take a breath. And if that's the case, like you're freaking dummies behind, like, just stop. You're killing people. Stop pushing. Agreed. You know, Agreed. but then when I started hearing Travis Scott is saying, stop the show. Fuck that. I'm going to keep going. Now I'm like, I mean, I heard they were crowd surfing, un- you know, unconscious people trying to get them out and stuff. Then I'm just like, well, then he's the dummy. What, what the hell's going on here? I, I agree with you completely. That's what I have a problem with. And there's a history with this. We can go all the way back to the Rolling Stones at Altmont mm-hmm. and the incident with the Hells Angels. And everybody, because it's the Hells Angels, wants to put all that blame on the Hells Angels. If anybody doesn't know, the Rolling Stones were a part of a free concert in Golden Gate Park in Altmont. Um uh, it was supposed to be at Golden Gate Park. It ended up being at Altmont Speedway. And... Um, it was Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane and I believe the Rolling Stones. Um, they hired on the recommendation of the Grateful Dead, the Hells Angels, to run security for the show and for the uh, Rolling Stones. All the blame for this young, the riots that happened at this show, as well as a young, uh, young black kid getting stabbed... Um, like 19, 20 year old black kid getting stabbed to death by one of the angels. Um, it was all put on the angels that this was, you know, that, oh, well, you have this this rowdy group who's not going to, you know, who's going to cause problems. And and the fact was the Grateful Dead canceled hours before the show, which pissed people off and got them riled up. The Rolling Stones didn't come on until two hours after they were scheduled to. So these people are standing around doing drugs, drinking, getting more hammered, messing around, getting more violent, getting more impatient, getting more antsy. They riled them up. 
entertainers have a history of doing this, of not looking at the consequences. They're all about, oh, I want the effect. I want the effect. You know, they don't look at the consequences. They want the big show. They want the the effect and the publicity that comes from it, whatever it is. They don't care about the consequences. And there's been a history of that. I'm not lumping everybody into that category, but there is a history of this and it's caused some really horrific incidents. So, you know, people, like you said, I had the same instance initially of not wanting to blame the performer at looking at security, looking at why, why didn't you people take care of this better? But as I learn more, I want to get away from that narrative because honestly, we have a lot of entertainers who don't look at those types of possibilities. All they care about is what they want to do, the effect of what they want to do, and they don't care what the results are, whether it could be tragic or not. They don't look at that, and that's a problem. Yeah, and that's the well, truth. And that's bad, the truth. Bad publicity, good publicity, and not only that, but now there's people out there thinking that getting canceled is good for business. You know, so it's mm -hmm. like if everyone's mad or pissed off at you, it's free publicity. Yeah, if people are talking about you, you know, your numbers are up. Um, we got a few people that are joining us right now. Uh, we got uh, some people that are actually chatting right now uh, on the live chat. Uh, Joe is saying this happens when concert promoters choose money over proper security. He also added security gates and checkpoints were trampled and several hundred people got in for free a few hours and nothing was done about it uh, a few hours prior to this tragedy. So I think at this point there's there's two places to blame possibly both with the with the with the the act with the talent themselves and with possible security breaches that happened uh, well, before the concert began especially if those happened before things began then that is definitely a security issue i mean jeremy you know this i mean if you guys have helped you know sponsor concerts you know what goes into that mm -hmm. it's if that happens before the concert that is on the promoters and the security you know, for not having shut that down or tried to deal with it properly beforehand. But as we've said, if Travis is up there, you know, not caring and you have fans crying out from the, you know, from the stadium that he can hear because he's responding, you know, saying we can't breathe, help us stop this, you know, God, please help. I they're mean, pleading for their lives. They're pleading for their lives literally here. It's that's on him as well. And it, it is it, it rests, in my opinion, more on him because he saw the results and ignored it. And there's yeah, definitely they were, they lawsuits chanting? going on. Go ahead. They were, they were chanting, right? Stop the show. Right. right. Stop the show. Stop the show. They need help. Stop the show. And, and I, even... I mean, at first I heard he did stop a couple times. Mm -hmm. You know, the ambulance well, came and he stopped. He so apparently heard... when he did see a, a fan pass out. And he stopped the show. This is the only one I've heard confirmed. But he stopped the show for that fan and said, please, can we get somebody in here? Can somebody please help? We need security. Somebody has passed out. You know, he did call attention to somebody he had noticed. But again, when you have the entire crowd in the front now chanting stop and he's responding and they're crying out, please, we can't breathe. That's different. Yeah. It's so just, should be, uh, should be uh, dropped from Co Coachella. You know, honestly, with his history, this doesn't sound like cancer culture. You know, which again, we cancel. Is it I cancel don't. or cancel? 
I said cancel. I thought you said cancer for some reason. <laughs> uh, whatever. I thought you were just trying to play do a play on words at this point. I think you did. <laughs> Another Freudian slip? <laughs> there you go, Freudian slip. But you know, I mean, you know me. I don't believe in cancel culture anyway. I don't even believe it exists because all these people that have supposedly be canceled are all still performing. They're all still working. They're all still doing their jobs. Well, it's for so free publicity. It's free. None publicity. of them have been canceled. Of but, course not. But this is not cancel culture. If you have a past of inciting problems and not addressing safety concerns when they come up, any promoter in their right mind is going to have second thoughts about booking you at their event. So you're now that person who's coming from an event like this. Why the hell would any promoter put you on their bill? It's well, not the- cancel culture. Talk about you as a promoter. You got to protect your business your brand you have to stay safe you have to protect yourself from lawsuits you have to pre- i mean there's, either that there's, or they, i, mean, I, I wouldn't i, I, I wouldn't that. touch this guy with a 10-foot pole if i was a produ- uh, promoter right now i mean so far according to uh one of the the, the people that are on the live chat right now uh uh joe is saying the vegas festival already canceled his appearance at concerts with kendrick lamar on november 12th so this this could possibly like since he's so notorious for for some for inciting some of these uh, issues at concerts, uh, this one in particular, like you said, Jeremy, was a, a a situation where he heard people telling him to stop, and he continued well, forward like, anyway. Yeah. So if it seems that, that that's the case at this point, and he didn't, then that actually could go badly on him, simply because they're going to be like, "Well, dude, you heard them; they were trying to make you stop, and you still continued." There was something serious with, going on. And I would still be continue. willing to. I'd be willing to say, sorry for talking over you. That if, no, I'm not sorry for talking over you. I don't want to hear yeah. what you have to say. Yeah, anyway. I hate you. But I freaking hate you. <laughs> but if they can prove, if they have video of him responding to the crowd and ignoring this, he might be civilly liable. Well, they're already looking at lawsuits against him right you know, now. People I mean, are trying Pam's, to file lawsuits against him. I mean, heck, uh, what was it? Um, Quiet Riot, after the club performance back in the 90s with the giant fire from their pyrotechnics that ended up killing people, even though they were not the ones who set up the pyrotechnics, even they were still sued. And, you know, if, he, if they can show that he ignored the basic, you know, cries for help, um, he could be in a lot of trouble civilly more than just his business, you know, Very more true. than just his entertainment life. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, at this point, it's, it's a tough one. We have, uh, we saw people, this is, this is, looks like this is a, very hot topic. A lot of people are on the stream right now talking about this. Uh, well, your your beloved uh, fiance, Jeremy Miller. Uh, Joni is on the chat right now. She's saying Sandy showed me some TikTok videos and it looked like a lot more than eight people died. So that's well, they that's... only have the confirmed eight, eight people dead, but it was over 100 injured and a lot severely. So, I mean, that when you're looking at videos, it's going to look pretty tragic and probably more fatalities, you know, will appear to be more fatalities. But right now we only have eight confirmed and over a hundred seriously, you know, injured. So that's, that's a big deal. That's still a big deal. And uh, we got another one. Uh, gentleman uh, Dilius is saying they'll touch him because he makes mega millions, but security and insurance uh, that he'll have to supply will go through the roof. It's a good uh, point. It, it may take a minute, but he will come back. 
Uh, Joe also uh, commented saying, uh, biggest civil lawyer here in Houston already rounded up many of the victims for a big lawsuit coming. <laughs> Same lawyer who is handling uh, Deshaun Watson victims. So there already a lot of people are already starting to look uh, to get uh, compensation for loss of life. Uh, no doubt the promoters are also going to include possibly jumping on, in on this lawsuit because now their insurance is going to go through the roof. Uh, you know, these concert promoters are going to be looking to them to, you know, answer for what happened. So it's just this is just a mess. This is just a gigantic mess yes. that could have easily been avoided. And it wasn't. That was the point. not avoided. That's so that's 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 one of the biggest problems right now. Oh, and Sandy actually just joined. Sandy just joined right now saying uh, there's video footage where two staff people uh, walked up on stage, but he ignores them and says, you all know what you came here for and keeps on with the concert. Yeah, this that, is video proof right here. This is video proof right here. You can guarantee that will be in the lawyer's, you know, dossier. It's 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 not going to go well for him if they have this much proof that he he didn't care. They're going to subpoena these videos. Either that or they're oh, just going to pull them from uh, social media. It, and they're going to social media already. It's public, you know, public record, so. He hasn't said anything yet. He issued an apology that obviously that's that's something that he's going to go ahead and and issue his PR asked him to apologize. He issued an apology saying that his thoughts and prayers are with uh, with the victims and their families. But I mean, come on, you know, when when you see that you're in trouble, you got to go ahead and say something. Obviously, he said what he needed to say, uh, whether whether or not it was from the heart or not. That's that's you know, that's that it is what it is but at this point it's it's one of those instances where we have no idea we also have uh uh there the the comments continue on right here uh delia says as a musician who's been on these big stages it's really hard to see into the audience from the stage and coupled with your in-ear monitors it's going to be hard to prove he definitely knew what was happening well delius the thing is that we actually said that he responded when the crowd said stop the concert he's like you guys i'm not going to stop the concert so he could he heard them saying to stop the concert and yet he continued so and that's again, something else if if this new footage on instagram as well that sandy just um was talking about is true where staff members actually came up on stage and are on video telling him what's going on and he basically blew him off that's a whole nother story i mean idealist i get what you're saying because you are a performer i mean you've been on some of the biggest stages in the world but you know as well as i do if you blow that off then you made a huge mistake and again unfortunately there was loss of life so i mean this is going to be this is going to be something that's that's going to be uh talked about for a for, for a while right now. I mean, it's still a very uh, difficult and hot topic in many of the news media outlets. So we'll just have to wait and see exactly who's going to be responsible for the loss of life, Who who's going to be, what's going to be the compensation. Because at the end of the day, there is no compensation that could bring back those eight dead people. There's nothing. There's no way that anybody is going to be able to compensate that much loss of life. One, one kid, 14 years old, was killed in this. Parents, the parents are not going to be able to do anything with compensation by bringing back their 14-year-old kid that was just there to go see a concert of his favorite of his favorite talent. Come on, it's not going to happen. So 
it's a it's a very very tragic situation that we will be uh, continuing to monitor uh, as the days progress. Uh, in uh, we need we need to move forward here. In other uh, news, Jeremy, you had a story recently. Obviously, we've uh, we've touched base on this a little bit about uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers uh, felt or how you felt about Aaron Rodgers uh, going to Joe Rogan and talking like him hiding the fact that he was vaccinated. Now we understand that Carrie Underwood is supporting uh, the Green Bay Packers QB. What's going on with that? Well, it's just she's taken a stance and that she wants to support him. Um, you know, in his decision. And this is why I wanted to talk about it because she's making the mistake of thinking the issue is him choosing alternative treatment. Now, whether I agree with him going to Joe Rogan for medical advice or taking a horse dewormer, which does absolutely nothing for anything that doesn't have worms, um, that that's a separate issue. You know, that is, it's a separate issue. I can discuss that with somebody else all day, but the fact is that's separate from the fact that he misled people intentionally and lied and is not following the protocols of his work. Okay. This is the difference. He made his Martin Luther King statement about, you know, if there's an unjust law, you are bound by, you know, morals to, oh, you know, disobey it bullshit this is not a law that your country put on this is your business and businesses that you choose to work for can put any damn restriction they want on you plain and simple for you to choose to work there that's how it works so you know he can go find somewhere else to play there's other football leagues no but they we don't want him in. to go that's the thing we don't want him to go well i know you have a certain <laughs> point of view on this being a packers fan but yeah well of course i'm gonna go ahead and want him to stay the Duh. issue is not his choice <laughs> yeah. okay we as americans we got choice do i agree with his choice no that's my opinion but that's not the issue the issue is a man who has built his career on team and being honest and upstanding and forthright and my teammates come first. And now we find out that's a complete lie because he didn't care about his teammates. He didn't care whether he wasn't going to miss game, whether he had to miss games, whether he wasn't able to play to contribute for the season. He didn't give a damn at the end. At the he end, hurt his team. At the he end, wanted it wasn't... to do what he wanted to do, except he wasn't man enough to own up to that. That's the issue. That, and I was about to say that again. The issue wasn't necessarily the fact of the matter that he lied. It was the fact of the matter that he is a hypocrite. Pretty well, much, it's what you're a saying. hypocrite. But the lying. I mean, he wants to say he didn't lie. Let me ask you a question. Oh, that was a cop out. We talked about this before. Let, that was a cop out. Let me ask you a question. If your wife asks you, Jeremy, if your wife asks you if you've been cheating, as an honest man. Do you say yes or no, or do you use a loophole to talk around the situation? Yeah, there's no gray areas. Thank that's, you. A, that's a big no. It's a yes or no answer. And what word, did he, what word did he use? When he they said, asked? I've been immuna, immunized. Immunized. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's he knew what he was doing. He knew he was misleading the question. That is a conscious lie. Whether you're actually saying a falsehood, if you intentionally mislead someone, you know what you're doing. That is no different than lying, plain and simple. 
I mean, if I were asked, I'd be like, well, you know, I mean, do you think I was cheating? <laughs> like, that's what be, that would that's be why my... you're not in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's not no. <laughs> There's many that reasons why you. I'm not in a relationship. That's just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, either way, I mean, it seems like he's at least getting some support from some people in the in the industry. And Carrie Underwood is one of them. I mean, and, and you, you, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Miller. Uh, do yeah. you know Carrie? Uh, well, I have a connection. I have met her. I've been interviewed on Good Morning America with her uh, a couple of times. But also, weird enough, my son was her and her ex-husband's handyman. So, ah. so there is a connection. No, sorry, sorry, wrong. I am wrong. It was not Carrie Underwood. Sorry. And she's not the Good Morning America host. I'm confusing her with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, when was Carrie Underwood? Oh, sh- and, uh, oh shut up, Dave. No, I'm getting... I'm like, it's the, the, it's two a, of, it's the old I man in you, two of, I get it. I love the two of them and, you know, really enjoyed both their music, so unfortunately I do get a little confused on the two of them. No, I know Kelly. I have never met Carrie. Uh, Carrie Underwood, amazing performer, but no, I don't have a connection. I, I'm surprised you didn't see Candace Cameron at this point, you know? I mean, that one at least you do know. <laughs> Almost flipped you the bird, but I'm trying to be good. <laughs> trying to be, uh, you know. Well, Jeremy, I was a little, I... I was a little uh, vitriol last uh, <laughs> last session, so I'm trying to be a little, a little well, nicer, Jeremy, a little cleaner. I, I mean, Jeremy, Hanna, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not trying to like exclude you from this inside joke, but it's not really inside joke. Um, I'll just Look bring here. this up, Jeremy, because it's just a funny story. Um, the fact of the matter that uh, Candace Cameron and Danica McKellar were both on Dancing with the Stars, and they seem to have had a little bit of a love triangle with Jeremy when he was about 12 years old. So you know I, I, I love bringing it up for that reason. So that's the reason why. <laughs> the things I don't want to hear about anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, you're lucky. I don't bring up other ones. I was so, a dog as a 12 year old. What do you want from me? I don't, you know, Hey, a 12 year old with a hit freaking sitcom. So, I mean, you know, if I was 12, I'd be doing the same damn thing. Only worse. So, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, at least Carrie's, you know, in there and, you know. Hey, I'll worse. say this right now. I may not agree with it. But I agree with Aaron having the choice and making his own decision, whether I think he's a moron for consulting Joe Rogan for medical advice is a whole nother story. Um, I I support him making his own decision. I don't support him intentionally misleading and lying to people. So good on Carrie Underwood for supporting him, but she's missing the issue. Yeah. I just wanted to get let you guys know we have the the chat. <laughs> Delius oh, is dear da- Lord. Delius is saying Danica and Candace. Damn, legendary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had to bring this up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Jeremy Miller, you are legendary, my friend. You are. Uh, we also have uh, Joe Andrews also saying uh, Karen Underwood goes by her song "Jesus Take the Wheel" when it comes to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is what it is. You know, at least uh, Aaron's got somebody on his team besides his own team. In other in other news, you also not had, sure they are. 
Well, I mean, after well, this week we'll talk. We'll talk about what happened in the NFL this weekend in a second here. Uh, in other news, uh, you have another. You have another topic actually that an LA casino fa- uh, was fined for not ratting on a whale. Now, if many if, if many of you don't know what a whale is, whales are usually considered uh, people that have a lot of money. Pretty much the VIPs of a casino. They come in with boatloads of cash. They gamble boatloads of cash, and they're considered whales for that reason. So in this particular case, an L.A. casino decided to not rat on one of their VIPs, one of their whales, and they got fined for it. What's go- what, what, what the heck's going on there? Uh, it was a long negotiation. This was actually a negotiated settlement to avoid uh, prosecution. But <clears throat> there's a long history with casinos and whales and this type of problem. This was a gentleman from China has only been identified as a Chinese national who is a big businessman with tons of money. And he was showing up with over $100 million in cash in duffel bags for, for marathon sessions of poker at the Bicycle Casino in Los Angeles, which is a casino that I frequent. I'm a poker player, have been since I was six, and I, I go to the bike regularly, great club. But apparently the IRS expects him to or expects them to basically rat on him for showing up with that much cash and say, you know, this is what this guy's doing. This is where he is. And they didn't do that. Now, where they got into legal jeopardy is they allowed his assistant to buy the chips and then cash it in. So he the fall guy didn't have to report anything. Huh? Smart. That's where they got in trouble. That's why they had to negotiate the settlement. But again, this is something that's been going on for years with the casinos and the card clubs with the IRS and with the reporting agencies. And to tell you a little trick, if you ever win big at the casino, tip the person at the window well when you cash your chips in. Because so the guess what? Left. It's cute. <laughs> What? I want to know which one I'm going to tip on, the right or the left. You ever win big at the casino and you go up to cash your chips out at the window, tip them big. Because I guarantee you, if you're planning on doing anything that you shouldn't be, like not reporting that money, they're going to report you for you if you don't tip them well. So there's there's an intricate relationship between the people who play big and the people who run the casinos. So you want these people to come play. You don't want to drive them away yet. You don't want to piss off the government. You don't want to, you want to try and follow the rules, but these people don't live here. They, you know, that's where the problem comes in. A lot of times, Mm. a lot of the big whales come from Asia and they don't live here. They don't want to declare their money to us. They're paying 50% taxes back home. You know, they want to do their own thing. And that's where the conflict comes in. So these casinos get caught between a rock and a hard place. They've acknowledged it. They worked with the government. That's why the fine was negotiated. But, you know, from a card player standpoint, this is something that, you know, why is it the casino's responsibility to police people for you? You're the IRS. How about you do it? That's, I mean, that's my personal feeling on it. You're now putting the onus on this club to know what this person's doing at all times. Are they gambling this much? Are they not? I mean, I've gone into a casino and I have bought in for $200 and won 5000 
but then in the same month gone in and broke even and all those buy-ins and those poker tournaments even out and maybe i only won 500 dollars that month even though i had a five thousand dollar payout the irs doesn't want to acknowledge all those losses on those buy-ins they don't count that no you won five thousand dollars that's all they look at so this well, is a very complicated issue for gamblers and people who especially poker players and professional poker players it's a very touchy issue and there's a lot of ins and outs well my next uh question is actually for uh jeremy hannah uh jeremy uh you know uh would you want to go uh to the casino with jeremy miller uh to go ahead and uh, put some money on him because it seems that he does pretty well at the tables yeah i do not do well so i gave up <laughs> yeah i should go with him but uh no i, I gave up uh luck wasn't on my side like 20 times in a row so i'm like i don't think it's for me i need to quit <laughs> hey that's smart that's definitely smart yeah I mean, I mean, I mean, Jeremy Hanna, I mean, I remember, uh, I remember the last time we went to, what, what was it like back in 2000 and God, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> it was like years ago we were at uh, Squaw Valley, remember? And I think you, I think, uh, you won, you won, you did, you were doing pretty well when we were in Squaw Valley, when we were in Reno. Yeah. It was probably, uh, the year after that where I decided to quit. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> Yeah. No, man, it's years ago. God, that's a long freaking time. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going back. My back started going out on me. Sorry. Anyways, well, that's that's actually a lot of money. So wait a minute. So so Jeremy Hannah, you don't you don't you don't uh do it not even for fun anymore? You don't play poker, you don't do any of that stuff anymore? Oh no, I, I absolutely still play No, not poker. you. The the oh, other Jeremy, I said Hannah. Sorry, you didn't say, <laughs> I didn't hear the Hannah part, sorry. No, I, I I don't. Every once in a while, I mean I'll just throw something on black or red, but no, I I, I stopped. You ever play with friends? Ever have a home game just for fun? I, I I'd like to say yes, but no, I really haven't over the last five years, you know? Like I'm I'm guilty of being engulfed in, in, in my business and family. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a bad dad and I'm guilty of working too much. So I'm always fighting to spend time with wife and kids or I'm in the office. That's, that, those that's are my awesome. Yeah, one thing's for sure. One thing's for sure. And I want to go ahead and uh, give uh, sullen clothing a quick, a quick plug. I personally, I've known Jeremy for years, Jeremy Hannah for years, and I've seen how he's created this, like global company to be as big as it is now um i'm and i've said this before on other shows before i'm very proud to know him i'm very very proud of how big his company has become i mean i buy his clothing online and you know there is a there is a website that i have attached to this uh to this episode where you could click on it and check out his website he's got Dude, he's got so many amazing like styles on there from beanies to hats. This shirt that I'm wearing right here is is a sullen shirt. I mean, I, I you know, Jeremy, Jeremy Miller, you've seen me with sullen shirts before. Like you see yeah. me. I, I, you see no. you, you even asked me what the hell is that? <laughs> Jeremy, I've never gotten the chance to meet you and but I have seen your your product on Dave quite a lot. I'm a I walking billboard. I, I unfortunately have to spend lots of time with him, so you know, <laughs> so he has to see the shirt a lot. <laughs> I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the shout out. I mean, you already know, uh, 
we're very fortunate to have a big, big family. I think a lot of people try to have like that family vibe, whereas ours is organic. We got a big family. We're all sort of looking out for each other and we got a worldwide family, you know, but another part is, is the, the, the tattoo world, you know, not everyone has to have tattoos, but it's, it's definitely like an underground scene where if you like getting tattooed, if you're heavily tattooed, you know, it's like you see someone who's heavily tattooed, it's like, you know, knuckles, you know, I mean, I always say it's my business partner is a tattooer. I don't tattoo, but I enjoy getting tattooed and it's hard work getting tattoos. They hurt no matter what tough guy says they don't hurt. Bullshit. <laughs> they hurt. You know, so it's uh, we I think we just got this this big family looks out for each other. I'm blessed to have the business and the people that support us. And yeah, man, I'm lucky. Thanks for the love. Thanks for having me. No, for awesome. sure, man. And, and I know that you have a uh, tattoo. Uh, you have tattoo shops all over all over the place. Right. Like you have some in Los Angeles. Obviously, uh, you have some in Orange County. Uh, I mean, we're like these, these these they're everywhere. Right. And you're like expanding more and more. Right. Well, we don't actually have the shops, but a lot of tattoo shops carry our product. So we have a store here at our headquarters in uh, Seal Beach, Long Beach territory. And then, you know, we have distributors all over the world and then we have a lot of wholesale accounts. So there's, yeah, there's tattoo shops, skate shops, lifestyle shops all over the place to carry it. And, uh, you know, and then of course, hop on the website, sullenclothing.com if you want to go direct. And we treat our, we treat our brand sort of like, uh, um, like each pro, each piece is limited edition. We look at it as almost like limited edition art. So our shirts usually sell out on an average of two to five days and we don't rerun it. So it's sort of like, if you like it, get it. Cause it's never coming back. So it's annoying for a lot of our followers, but you know, it, uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what keeps it. I actually, one of the shirts that I bought was the, um, oh God, it, it was a limited edition sublime shirt that you brought back i i had to buy that one that that was like i love that shirt i mean it's hot though that's the one thing that the fabric's super hot but i mean it's so like if the shirt just the the art on it is just amazing man i loved it so you like I had to you like the, uh you like the premium tees better than the thicker cotton yeah yeah, yeah. me too the one yeah. that you're wearing there yeah that's a premium those yep. ones are a lot more buttery this is light you know, this is light we offer both, you know, because some people like the thicker cotton or it depends on mm -hmm. what part of the world you're in, you know, like hotter mm -hmm. countries. They want the thinner premium uh, places where it's more cold. They don't. They want the thicker cotton, you know, not yeah, true absolutely. facts, true facts. And, and going from uh, from uh, from a tattoo company to a man with a few tattoos himself. Uh, looks like, uh, you know, Vin Diesel, I'm not talking about Vin Diesel either. I'm talking about the fact that he's actually reached out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man with a bunch of tattoos on his arm. Uh, and he's basically trying to reach out to him to join them in Fast and the Furious 10. Now, as we all know, Diesel and Johnson have had a, a very public feud. and But now it seems that, it seems that um, Vin Diesel's trying, trying to bury the hatchet because they're get, they're getting closer and closer to the end of the Fast and the Furious saga. Uh, he went on uh, it's social not media. Done yet? <laughs> <laughs> they're going on number ten. All right, this is the last. I think this is the last People one. I'm assuming this is the last it. one. Huh? People want to still want to watch it, right? I haven't seen one. I think since part one, but. Yeah, uh, me too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they must still want to watch it. They're hey, getting remind, the... remind me of the beef because I've heard The Rock talk shit on him, but I'm I, I can't remember exactly why. Well, there was a beef on set just in the way they 
work together as performers, basically. They are polar opposites in the way they perform, in the way they prepare, and one or the other kind of tried to get the other guy to go his way and it didn't work so well. I believe it was Vin who was trying to kind of, you know, tell Rock what he needed to do and it didn't go very well. And Two alpha been, males. Yeah, you got two alpha males in one thing. And again, as performers, I can tell you right now as an actor, I mean, actors do it differently. There's no one right way. I mean, Pacino doesn't do it the same as De Niro. And, you know, they reportedly hated each other for years. You know, that was an old L.A. Hollywood beef. But there's there's different ways and people are going to come at it in a different way. You're going to prepare in a different way. You know, method actors are different from people who just are kind of feeling who just jump in and see what happens. So they automatically were oil and water and apparently it just didn't go real well on set. And because of that, because of that, at this point, it seems that uh, Vin Diesel went ahead and posted a photo of them pretty much, you know, face to face in one of the one of the one of the many movies that they've done. Uh, and he captioned it, quote, my little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the f uh, finale of Fast 10. Do you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo, which is uh, which is um, which is uh, the 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 name that he used for um, uh, for uh, for for Paul Walker. Uh, and uh, he continues on to say, I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale. That is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You are, you have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Now, reading that, it would seem that he's reaching, but at the same time, I still get like this sense of alpha controlling isk about what I just read. I mean, Jeremy Hanna, what what, what what's what are your what's your thought about what I just read? Well, the last part, fulfill your destiny. I mean, <laughs> destiny, those are powerful words. Fulfill your destiny. I, I think The Rock will do uh, just fine without hopping in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah, I, I, I don't – it didn't come off as warm to me. It didn't come off as, as, as super warm. I see what he's doing by bringing the family in, um, you know, uncle this and stuff, but – I don't think that he did the best job if he was really wanting to squash things. Yeah, I don't either. It just didn't seem like it seemed more along the lines of, dude, I need you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's what it seemed like. Let yeah. me say, let me say this. Together. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. It seems like, hey, this is our shot to make some money. It comes off as incredibly condescending. And the way he starts it is incredibly condescending. My little brother, Dwayne. Dwayne had beat the living crap out of you <laughs> left, right, and center. Okay, let's just make that clear right now. He ain't your little brother. Okay? Mm -hmm. First of all, so that is condescending to start. That is him trying to make a point. But let's get beyond the post. 
why the hell is he reaching out publicly like this rather than just getting through his agents and his people and whatever and telling him that personally? It's a chicken shit move. I'm sorry. He's trying to force the public to put pressure on him. It's a it's a cowardly move in my in my opinion. You know, you want to do something like that. It means that much to you and you guys are really, you know, family. Then you call him up or you very least call his people, call his manager, call whoever. This smacks of, you know, just being very condescending and ungenuine. Yeah. And I mean, I would have to say just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe you can answer this, Jeremy Miller, as well, is maybe he maybe Dwayne Johnson told his representatives not to take any calls from Vin Diesel or not to take any calls from Vin Diesel's team. Uh, and maybe this is what this or maybe he has has tried to reach out and he hasn't responded. Maybe Vin believes that this is probably o- the only way he'll respond by posting something like this so publicly. Mm-hmm. Which is a good point. I mean, it could be his last ditch effort. He could have gone through all these avenues already. But either way, if that's the case and you are that desperate to make this happen, that you feel the need to continue after you've been told no by his people, by him and everybody else, then perhaps come at it in a way that's not so condescending and isn't like, here, I'm the big dick in the room. Let's, you know, it's, I mean, that's how that comes off. I'm sorry. It's, it's very alpha male. It's very condescending towards Dwayne. And it, it makes no sense to me if you really want to make this happen. Or, or maybe he uh, is on to something, knows what he's doing, knows that Dwayne's not going to take this weak invitation. But here we are talking about it. Yep. And that's a good point. It keeps it, it keeps us talking. And whether The Rock is a part of the next one or not, that's a very good point. It just yeah. builds pub. It gets hype going. It keeps the rivalry going. So it could be a very calculated move. You're right, Jeremy. I mean, the, the thing that I look at is that he try to put the heart into the into what he said first bring him up bringing up paul walker doing it in dedication of paul walker then he brought up his kids saying oh they still call you uncle Dwayne." i mean he's really trying he's really trying to put like a like a heartfelt gesture in the message failed miserably because again it, it was nowhere near that because th- what what the little bit of heartfelt that he put in the message was out was outshined and overshadowed by the condescension that was within the message as well so i mean i'm curious to see what dwayne johnson's gonna say i'm curious to see what his response <laughs> is gonna say especially with that start my little brother oh man i i could almost just hear the rocks say something like you know you could sign up that little brother up real nice turn that son of a bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass at least yeah, that's what i'm hearing the rock say I, right I now i can't picture him responding well to that as soon as i heard that i mean i'm sorry but everything puckered i was like oh that's not good and if yeah. and if and if and if people puckered just by me reading that by you by you listening to that yeah. you could imagine the fans of both sides reading this in such a public forum what they might be thinking at this point they're like dude rock's, ain't, rock's not gonna like that <laughs> he's not gonna like that you know it's i weird. mean say again jeremy oh it's just it's unanimous like none of us felt 
Like, if he was really trying, he should have had his publicist read it first before he hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Agreed. Like, I don't think anyone see that saw that as working. Agreed. 100% agreed. So, I mean, we got uh, Joe saying, uh, he's on the stream saying, it would be like Jeremy uh, Miller going to social media to try to pressure Leo into being, I'm sorry, into being into the next Growing Pains reunion. I mean, that's a, that's a good analogy, actually. <laughs> Although I don't have quite the clout of Vin Diesel anymore. But it is it. a very good point. Todavía lo tienes, amigo. Todavía lo tienes. I'm saying it in Spanish for you, too. The SAP button. The SAP? The SAP button? Anyways, in other news. This weekend was a weekend of champions. Let me just tell you this much right now. This weekend was an incredible fight weekend. I mean, Canelo Alvarez. Boys, the champ is definitely this guy this guy is up has now become has now reached legendary GOAT status with the belts that he has, the belts that he's retained and that knockout. Man, that was one hell of a knockout in the 11th round. And Jer- Jeremy Miller, I mean, I know you're excited about this. This is this is one hell of a fight weekend. I, I absolutely love this. It was a great fight weekend. You know me. I love the fights. It's uh, one of the great times of the year when you get some of these wonderful weekends where you get a UFC fight, you get a, a boxing match, you get all the undercards. But to... I, I love Canelo Alvarez. He's a wonderful fighter, one of my favorites right now. And to see him do something that no Mexican fighter has ever done, ever. Not Duran, not anybody. And that's unify the belts. We're in the four-belt era here. Now, Duran had unified the belts back in the day when there were only three. But we're in the four-belt era and he's the only Mexican fighter to ever have held all four belts at one time in any weight class or any division. That's a huge thing. If you know anything about boxing, you know that the Mexican pride in their fighters and in their boxers is immense. I mean, there is probably no sport next except for soccer where they are looked upon as highly and are as respected. So this is a huge deal culturally and for the sport, it's a huge deal to have somebody who is dominant at his weight class, who's willing to take on all challengers and who is delivering over and over is just awesome to see. As you can tell, I'm a fan. I thought he would beat Caleb Plant, uh, even though Caleb was undefeated. But man, it was just an awesome night for the fights. I mean, and Jeremy Hanna. Did you did you watch him or did you miss? Him? I, th- I believe we we you, yeah. you said that you kind of missed him. Unfortunately, I was off the grid this weekend, so uh, I'm all ears. But no, I, I I was off the grid Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I've been busy all day today, so. But you still had a good weekend, so that's that's the important part. True. (laughs) But, no, it was a great fight. It was, again, 11-rounder, very dominant on Canelo's part. Um, Even though it lasted that long, it really was never in any doubt. And he said, I mean, he... It was not a Ali-like prediction. He was just being very straight up. And he said, I'm going to beat this guy up. 
Oh no, there was definitely bad blood. There was definitely bad blood. There was bad blood. We saw it in the lot of trash. We saw it in the press conference when he punched them in the press conference. Like he punched them. He's like, that's just a taste of what I'm gonna do to you. And that's and true to his word, he did. That's exactly what he he did. did He delivered every single round. It was a great performance by an amazing champion. And uh, man, it just it's great to have those those really wonderful championship fights to get excited about i mean i remember literally the first boxing match i ever remember is Hagler hearns in my grandmother and grandfather's living room all their friends over to watch it and what is still considered the greatest three rounds of action in boxing ever so i was introduced young i'm still a fan and to get these weekends where you get to see it all is is something unique and and on the flip side of that we also have uh, two great UFC events that took place as well. Now, at the same time, I'm not sure if Dana White did this on purpose to try to get you know people to watch his events rather than boxing. But I mean, in a sense, it was it was pretty cool because uh, the top three main events happened. Uh, well, the top two main, the one of the one of the out of the three main, two of the out of the three main events. Excuse me happened during the Canelo fight, but the main event happened uh, between uh, Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington happened after the Canelo fight, so it was easy for people to switch over to that. That fight in and of itself is also another another good one. It went to decision, and of course, Kamaru, he's retains, he's still champion, but he almost, he almost got Kobe Covington, I believe, in the second or third round. He almost had him. He almost had him. I mean, he almost knocked him. He did knock him down. But Kobe kept his own. He kept uh, still going. Props to him. Love him or hate him. Props to Kobe Covington. Uh, he actually wants to run it back with Jorge Masvidal. He actually really doesn't like uh, Jorge Masvidal, and he wants to run it back. He said it in his press conference. He's like, I actually want to go after Jorge, my former ex-roommate. Uh, you know, I know that he's got another fight going on, but he should cancel that and fight me because we still got some unfinished business. That, I don't know. First, I let me comment on that. I don't know if that's a good idea on his part. Masvidal is an animal. I've told you before, I love that guy and he is ferocious. I don't know what his issue is, but I'm not sure that's going to go any better than the first fight for him. In fact, I think it would probably go worse. Um, but man, the, uh, Usman fight was awesome. I didn't get to see all of it. I only got to see highlights, but, uh, man, honestly, I understand why some people thought Covington actually won. There is a, a decent discussion going on right now. A lot of people thought it was closer, you know, and that it, it should have gone the other way. Um, I, I didn't see it that way myself. I mean, watching what I watched, getting to see as many clips as I got to see, it looked like Usman handled him and did what he needed to oh, do. Yeah. But, um, man, I, again, it's such a rare opportunity to see so many great fighters all in the same day and the same weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, props you to Covington. You had Justin Gacy and Michael Chandler as well. I mean, we just got somebody. Uh, Delia is just uh, posted right now in the feed. He said the UFC fight of the night was uh, Gacy versus Chandler. Uh, if yep. you didn't see the that barbarian slugfest, Google it. I actually was unable to see that one because I was watching the Canelo fight again. Those are the that mm-hmm. was one of the two fights that I missed because I was watching the Canelo fight. And uh, I mean, that was another sl- that that was fight of the night. And again, I don't know if Dana White did this on purpose. <laughs> he screwed with all of us on this one. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
it was it was it was one hell of a it was one hell of a of a fight night. Uh, props to everybody that uh, that that won. You know, lots of champions all around. I mean, you know, props to them. Props to props to all of them. I mean, it was one hell of a fight weekend. But you know, I mean, Jeremy, Hannah, I mean, are you a UFC fan? Uh, not as much as I used to be. It's been hard to keep up with. You know, I mean, I definitely was more of one probably ten years ago. But um, I'm trying to watch more fights. Well, let me ask you a question, Jeremy. Now, being a former UFC fan, because I definitely have lost my taste for it. Um, I've gone back to boxing a lot more recently. Um, Did you enjoy it more, UFC? Did you enjoy it more before when it was truly a clash of styles? When it really originated? Or do you enjoy it more now where it's been honed and perfected and everybody's basically doing the same thing? But it's more, it's it's at a higher level, basically. Because that's where I lost my interest, was I really loved the clash of styles. Being a martial yeah, artist, I, I somebody agree. who was fighting. What was I, that? I agree. I agree. I agree. I think uh, all the different styles, you know, made it more like, uh, um, I don't want to say a game of chess, but I think I lost a little bit of interest when they just, they started having so many fights. It was hard to keep mm-hmm. up with it. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like. Uh, they started happening every month, every other month, and you miss a few, and you kind of you, it was hard for me to, to to keep up with it all. And like I said, building my business, I feel like I've fallen off mm-hmm. on a lot of sports. I used to be a sports fan. Now I only watch the Lakers, whereas I used to be baseball, football, everything. Uh, I, I, I don't put the time in. Like you said, Jeremy, and I have to tell you right now, I respect this so much because so few people do this. You've said you've had to commit so much time to your business. You want to make this succeed for you and your family, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to neglect your family. And Mm -hmm. that's so important. I have so much respect for you for doing that, for letting all these periphery things that some of us enjoy fall by the wayside because they're not important. Fun to talk about, fun to distract yourself, but you're focusing on what you need to do. And I cannot tell you how much I respect that. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, it is fun to get people together. I think the camaraderie between friends and family, getting people together for the fights, I think is amazing. Um, but I do think that sometimes sports, watching sports is a luxury. You know, I mean, some of my friends, they watch football all day long on Sunday. And I'm like, well, I get to go ride my bike to the beach and do this, nice. and do that, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. trust me, I'm not bashing on, on sports. I wish I had more time to partake. But your priorities are different. Yeah, just right now, you know, I mean, you know what? I don't golf, but I know one day I'm going to start golfing and I'm going to love it. Walking around in the park, playing a game, hitting a ball. I can't wait. I just haven't been able to do it yet. I'm telling you, please don't. Don't do it. Don't follow us down this road of misery. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do this to yourself because you will. (laughs) It's the most tormenting game in the world. I like it, though. I like it. Call me a masochist. <laughs> well, I mean, and again, you know, again, going back to props to all the champions, including the women's bantamweight division as well. Uh, you got Rose Namajunas. Nama, I cannot pronounce her last name. I can never uh, pronounce her last. Rose Namajunas, I believe, and uh, and uh, and you also have uh, Zhang Weili, uh, who also went to fight uh, Rose. You know, is the champion. So props on that division as well. The women's division is insane. My, my you know, I love watching. They they. They go nuts on one another. So major props to the women's division, bantamweight division as well. Again, huge card, great weekend. Love what happened. And you know what? 
I just want to say that's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for joining us here. Jeremy, Hannah, thank you for being a part of the Navarro Miller Report as a special guest co-host. How can people stalk you on social media? Yeah, my, my personal Instagram's uh, Uncle Jeremy. My brand is Sullen Clothing on all platforms. Uh, you know, But yeah, we're having a lot of fun over here. We're working with uh, tattooers and artists and from all over the world, storytelling. So yeah, give us a follow. Maybe you can see something you like. Nice. And you trust me when I say his his social media, his Instagram has got nothing but incredible pictures, nothing but incredible art on it. Uh, tattoos, like some of the stuff that I've seen on there, I'm like, dude, there's like 3D tattoos. I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah. like if I like like that's just amazing work that, that the artists do. So thank you so much, Jeremy Hanna, as always, you know, I mean, pleasure having you on here, brother. Jeremy thank Miller, you. however, yeah. No, miserable talking to you, Dave. Jeremy, you made it worth it. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to talk to you, man, and uh, semi-meet you here. Uh, hopefully we get together and meet sometime soon. Uh, it was a blast having you on, man. Keep up the great work, guys. As always, we, we, we do the best, but, you know, I can, I can barely do what I can with this guy here, you know. I'm just dragging you along. Dragging you down is what the, what, the, what you need to say, actually. But, you know, besides that, anyways, uh, make sure everybody continue to follow us. Remember, we're a week away from uh, from moving on to YouTube fully. So if you haven't followed us yet, there's a YouTube link. Follow the YouTube link. Subscribe to our channel. Hit that notification button so we can go ahead and you, so you could go ahead and know when we're on. And, uh, you know, continue to do what you're doing. Thank you so much again. And we'll be sure to see you next time right here on the Navarro Miller Report. Thanks again, guys. Thanks. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. 